Nathan, the time is now. We talk about the beekeepers. Got great reviews. I wrote a ton of puns. You know, it was like, someone's gonna be dead or this is gonna sting. You know what I mean? That's pretty clever, but we will never, look at me in the eyes when I talk to you now. Okay. We will never, ever review the beekeeper, okay? I'd rather watch Hobbs and Shaw. We're doing Leonardo DiCaprio. Get ready. Okay. Welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast, episode 122. I'm your host, Nathan, and I'm joined by the man himself, Matthew Neves, to my left. Thank you. Thank you. Today, we are going to be diving into one of the greatest actors of all time's filmography, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. But before we do that, got to let you know that we launched that Patreon, baby. Patreon YouTube memberships. Mm -hmm. Members will get access to an exclusive monthly show called Movie of the Month, where Nevz and I are each choosing a movie we'd like to discuss, and the audience will vote to decide what movie is going to be the Movie of the Month. We already got our first movie. We're doing Sidney Lumet's Network. Mm -hmm. Super excited about that episode coming out. On top of that, members will get early access to podcast episodes, reaction videos, other perks like that. Mm -hmm. If you like what we're doing over at Real Talk, you want to support your boys, Patreon, YouTube memberships, that's the place to do it. All right, let's get into the episode. Hell yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. This guy's been hot since the 90s, man. This guy's been in so many movies, so many amazing films. It's Has like... not slowed down. Fucking nuts. It, it really is fucking nuts because he started as a child star, similar to Ryan Gosling. Which that's, yeah, that's, I didn't know about a lot of his child stuff. Mm -hmm. I knew he was like, you know, young, like when he, you know, obviously in Titanic, he's young. Yeah, in his 20s, yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's in his early 20s. But I didn't realize he was doing roles like when he's like five years old and shit. Yeah. Like I didn't know his TV run. Like he was oh, on, yeah. he was on the Outsiders TV series yeah. in 1990. He was on the new Lassie. Oh, new Lassie, man! I don't know if our viewers know who Lassie is, but like that, like the dog, the dog, yeah, yeah the yeah. show about the dog, mm -hmm. and this is the spinoff about the show about the dog. Must have been really popular with the kids <laughs> back in the 80s. And he was also a, a big character on Growing Pains. Did you know that? I did not. I, I've heard of Growing Pains. So that's the Michael J. Fox show? I think so, yeah. So so apparently the show, you know, had its popularity, dipped in popularity, and Leo came around. Oh, no, that's oh, the no, Alan Thicke one. Not. Kirk Cameron, my This bad. is Alan Thicke, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So, yeah, the show kind of dipped in popularity, and then Leo came in a later season and mm. became, like, the most popular character on the show. Wow. That's something I did not know. In terms know of his early roles, I will always remember him as the kid from Critters 3. From Critters 3, eh? I've never seen that. <laughs> no, because the Critters franchise is dog shit. But it's nice to see like an actor in like a shitty horror franchise. Like it reminds me of like when Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey were in that shitty Texas Chainsaw movie. Yeah. Oh my. And I then can't believe it. Right when they got popular, the marketing team on that movie was like, just put their fucking names on there, man. <laughs> Starring okay. Matthew McConaughey. And it's like they have the dumbest roles in the movie. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the first role that he really got some notoriety for was uh, What's Eating Gilbo Grape. Yeah, with Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, I really want to see I want to see one. it as I well. good things about it. Yeah, I, I think he plays like uh, a kid with some mental illness. And yeah. he was nominated for, for an Oscar for that film. Yeah, I remember. Because like a lot of people... 
I, I think he had a, a mental disability in the movie. Yeah. A lot of yeah. actors who do it, you know, it's like, ugh. It's, it's, like, it's you're, tough. You're, you're, you're walking on eggshells. Of course. And you see a lot of examples of, like, you know, actors like Sean Penn and uh, yeah. famously Tom Hanks did it with Forrest Gump. But I feel like Leo's performance from the clips I've seen, he does it in a very, like, it doesn't seem super obvious. No. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And And I think the mannerisms, his performance, and the way he acts amongst the other actors... Really good job, considering he was like what sixteen, seventeen when yeah, he played it. Yeah, extremely young and wow. got his first Oscar nomination in nineteen ninety three. Like, Damn. that's so crazy. Good for him, man. Damn. And then after that, he stars in some some other movies that I've I've just started learning about, like Basketball Diaries. Have you heard oh about this film? yeah, him well, and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, well that one fucking I don't know. The nineties had a lot of. Um, heartthrob movies yeah if you know what i mean that was that was definitely one of them yeah, where him and like, mark are oh the God. young leo and mark are in this film mark Wahlberg is like marky mark back when he was called marky mark exactly yeah. <laughs> and then i feel like the first big one he does here after after that is romeo and juliet romeo yeah everyone everybody in high school has seen the movie it's baz they showed it to me in high school in drama class i think what happened there? What just happened? <laughs> that was the best gag ever. So Christian was pointing at my water bottle for like five minutes. So I did <laughs> yes. I did one of those three stooges things where I just <laughs> Okay. Um like, what the fuck? I know, I know. You were like, like, what's I going just on here? I didn't even see it. <laughs> no, I fucking fell. The Gromit mug fell. Uh Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, everyone fucking saw that in high school. It was a big deal. It's terrible. Yeah. It's like oh, thank you. Thank you for being on my side with how shit the movie is. Butchering of the Romeo and Juliet story. <laughs> fucking John Leguizamo. Oh. Uh, what's that guy's name from Scream is in it? I bite my thumb at thee. Yeah. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, that's a stinker. That's yeah. a stinker, but commercially, oh, it had made a lot money. of success. Yeah. Like, made money and and definitely, I feel like, cemented Leo as the heartthrobs yeah. status. Like, I feel like if that movie doesn't do as well as it does, mm-hmm. he maybe doesn't get Titanic, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And Titanic was, well, you know, comparing Romeo and Juliet to Titanic, Titanic was the bigger film, both box office of and fine, and critically speaking. Of course. Yeah. It's James Cameron. Yeah. He put in so much work into that film. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, a lot of the things we see on screen, even as far as side characters, yeah. are historically accurate. Mm-hmm. Um I saw something about like the time, the runtime of the film of Titanic mm. was the time it took the ship to sink. No way. In real life. Oh, that's awesome. What Isn't the that fuck? sick? So, what, what was three and a half hours? Like, the, the wow, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That's fucking nuts, man. That's a cool little piece of trivia. And yeah, that film is $2.2 billion. My God. It's still making money. And man. it's like, everybody knows that it's such a, pop culture history film like everybody knows never let go everybody oh, knows absolutely. the famous, like, the music the mu- everybody knows that exactly like, the, that song got so popular it's insane because of titanic oh absolutely yeah. and and great performances are all, all around including dicaprio so yeah but i think after titanic he didn't work with uh, james cameron after that he worked with another particular director that we've talked about <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2000. Yeah, he he has some bombs after Titanic. Oh, yeah. The Beach, which is like <laughs> a very big bomb. Don's oh. Plum. 
Oh, have you heard of that movie? I've heard of it briefly, but I've Toby never Maguire's seen it. Tobey Maguire's in yeah, it. Yeah, and there were like ad-libbing a lot of stuff, apparently. Yeah, the the behind the scenes of it is is far more fascinating than the movie itself. Um, apparently, the actors like were suing the company for releasing it. Like, there's some legal action behind it, hence why it is really hard to find a copy of the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. from what I understand, it was not released in the U.S. and no. uh, because of the lawsuit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, apparently it's like a, they just told these teenagers, like they gave them like emotions or like brief descriptions of the scene and just let them ad lib. And right. obviously that turned into a fucking disaster. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Hence why I believe Tobey Maguire and DiCaprio and even what's his name? Kevin Connolly. They looked at it and it's just like, yeah, we never want this fucking released ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Understandable. But the year yeah. after, it, this is where I feel like... Um, DiCaprio starts to break the heartthrob and re, like really starts to get into his acting bag. Yes. Mm-hmm. Starting in in 2002 with Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York, man. What a banger. Damn. His first collab with Scorsese, and it wouldn't be the last. He yeah. would keep on going, man. What a banger. What a departure from the roles that he's played before this. Yes. This is like really shows his act. This film really shows his acting chops. I think it's it's a really important film in his in his filmography because mm-hmm. it shows that he can do. He, he's he's a really versatile actor. Yeah, and this was also uh, Daniel Day Lewis acting yeah. with one of the greats too. Man, it's like I feel like actors, especially when they're like in their twenties, like earlier age. And they're acting with like veteran actors or like older actors that are a lot more experienced. You get a lot from them. So he yeah. and he's he certainly has over the years. So and Catch Me If You Can came out in the oh, same year, dude. Which Frank Abagnale Jr. is like such an iconic Leo role to me. Have you heard of because uh, he's based off the real guy? Yeah. Do you know uh, what I read recently about that guy? What uh, that whole thing's made up. No. Yeah. He conned the con movie. Wait. So you know all that airplane shit he was like a pilot? So I was like, yeah, I just made it up. People just believed I did that. So it was based off a book, right? So <laughs> Most of that's false, yeah. So <laughs> Motherfucker. So he wrote fake shit in the book. <laughs> so he wasn't finessing people, but he was actually finessing, finessing people. Finessing people, yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. And it's just like the greatest thing. I read that article. I was like, no fucking way. This man is a world-class finesser. He 40 chest Hollywood. And I love that. Bro, I read that like Leo was hanging out with this guy or like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, no. And he's just like, yeah, I learned a lot from this guy. He's like, yeah, you learned how to fucking believe in shit. And Leo got finesse? <laughs> yeah, man. The whole crew, the whole fucking movie. So people, this came yeah. out years late. Like this came out recently? The article I read, I think was a year ago. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. So like 20th anniversary. And it's just like, hey, by the way, a lot of this shit didn't actually happen to me. And it's like, what? Bro, what? you just fucking blew my mind with that. Yeah. <laughs> I can, that's insane. Funniest article, man. Holy shit. That's insane. So after Catch Me If You Can, mm-hmm. two years later, back with Scorsese, he plays Howard Hughes in Aviator. Have you seen Aviator? No, I've heard mixed things about it. I've some people it. like it. Some people are like, it's not Scorsese's uh, strongest hit. I've seen it. I agree with the latter. It's, it's not Scorsese's strongest hit, mm-hmm. but it's a very impressive role from Leo again. Right. Like, as far as performances from 2002 to like 2006 i don't think he fucking misses wow because aviator he plays you know howard hughes famously had oh yeah a very intense ocd Mm -hmm. and was like kind of a germaphobe and 
and that's basically the whole film is oh, okay. the, getting into the mind of Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. And it, Leo is on screen almost the whole damn film. Ooh. And it's hard as hell to play a character with OCD for a whole film and right. make it convincing, right? Mm-hmm. And he does so extremely well. That's a banger Leo performance. Nice. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's Scorsese's best, but it's worth the watch for A, the history of it, because yeah. it, this he was a real guy and he really did change aviation forever. And it's a very cool story. Mm-hmm. And for Leo's performance. Yeah, okay, good stuff. So around that time as well, he worked in... He worked with other directors aside from Scorsese. Still working with Scorsese, but you get to see him working with like Spielberg and um, who else was he working with? Like Danny Boyle, he did with The Beach, but like, you mm-hmm. know, mainly Scorsese during this time. Yeah, these guys get a partnership that, I mean, lasts to this day. I mean, we saw Killers of the Flower Moon last year. Oh, yeah. Where man. we finally get the, the Leo uh, De Niro link up. Mm-hmm. And, and that was great. So, I mean, after The Aviator, he takes two years off and then does Departed oh yeah Departed is fucking which, amazing what a fucking the banger. most Boston film you will ever watch so Boston <laughs> um, I'm tempted to say the last great Jack performance Jack Nicholson oh yeah man cause like around that time he wasn't picking as many roles as he was in the 90s he was and 80s. barely doing movies yeah well cause everyone's like you're Jack Nicholson it's like yeah I could do whatever the fuck I want so yeah. Jack Nicholson was definitely I think DiCaprio learned a lot from him for sure on The Departed like you're I'm not a fucking rat scene that scene and Jack's like yeah that was all improv he's just like burning the paper Leo is so good in Departed it's it's really an <laughs> underrated role like, yeah it's a fucking banger film. Like you said, the most Boston film ever. Oh. The music, the outfits, everything about it. Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg. Like Mark every time Wahlberg's they, character is so good. The most cartoony fucking cop. I'm the guy who's doing my job. You must be the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... And it's like, he, you know, he has these short but so memorable scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he's on screen, it's so fucking memorable. And then they tie it in with the ending. When yeah. you see him in the end, it's like... It's impossible for your, your jaw not to drop and be like, oh my God. It. It's one of the best endings to a Scorsese film, I think. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, we'll go into spoilers. I don't fucking care. It's one of those films where, yeah, the character dies. Yeah. Didn't even know. Boom. I love movies that do that because it's a risk, but it's a risk that I'm, I, I fully respect people uh, taking when yeah. making movies like that. So. Another film he did in 2006, which I think is underrated, I mean, reviewed very well, but doesn't get talked about too much these days, is mm-hmm. Blood Diamond. Dude, I really wanted to see this one. Banger. Put it on oh, your list, now. Absolutely. It's a banger. He gets a little bit criticized for the Australian accent that he does throughout the film. He does an Aussie accent? Yeah, he Ooh. does. And some people don't love it. Yeah. Uh, to me, I thought it was all right. It was convinced me enough. Fair and the enough. film was like so interesting that the mm. last thing I was really thinking about was the accent. Okay. That's a banger. Like, If you haven't seen Blood Diamond, put it on your list. I'm definitely checking that one out. Yeah. And closer to the 2010s, he works with another director we have discussed a lot. No, Tarantino. Oh, oh, you're gonna go Tarantino. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about Nolan. Because oh yeah, Inception is Inception in the most. Yeah, sir. Sorry about that. (laughs) Inception's fucking insane. Inception changed the game. Like Mm -hmm. I love that movie so much. I think there was a time where it was my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's totally fair because of the fact that it kind of brought everything together. This complex idea of dreams. Yeah. With the performances, with the emotion, it 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 
there's a reason why it made so much money and yeah. was critically acclaimed. And it became like part of the lexicon. Like mm-hmm. if a movie was complicated or had these like dream mm-hmm. sequences or was hard to follow, people would say like, oh, it's like Inception. Oh, you know? Yes, exactly. But everyone copied the wrong things about it. They're like, yeah, we got to make it super complicated. It's like, no, Inception uses the complex idea but describes it in a very straightforward way yes for the audience that's what you need to do to give a shit about these characters hence why a, a great example of some a movie copying that similar format in a shitty way was uh, transcendence yeah with johnny Depp, that fucking dog shit movie it's like people don't understand what makes inception great it's very hard to pull off a movie like this yes because like you said it's super complex mm-hmm. the way the information is presented the information itself this dream world that yeah. we've never really seen or heard of you know mm-hmm. and uh and nolan does it to perfection and it's again one of my favorite nolan endings it's a great one no it's one of the best endings period the spinning top is yeah. so iconic. I can't think of a better way to end that film. It's, the music like it cuts out right before that motherfucker stops spinning. Yeah, it's so genius. The top itself mm-hmm. is so genius because it's a help for the audience, right? Yeah, throughout the film, to like know what are we in a dream world? Are we yeah. in the real world? And the payoff, oh, it's just such a banger. Beautiful, such a banger. Beautiful use of props, especially in that case. Um, but yeah, 2010 Inception. 2010 Inception and Shutter Island came out. Two mind oh, benders. Yeah. Same year. Like what a year for like the psychological thrillers, right? Shutter Island is one of my favorite Scorsese films. Completely. Agree. I don't think it gets talked about enough because people are like, oh, the twist. Doesn't at all. No. Doesn't at all. Mm-hmm. Sure, like it really is like a... You the first time you watch it, it's gonna hit the hardest, and then yeah. the second time because the twist, yeah, you kind of know. It, maybe it doesn't hit it as hard, mm-hmm. but it's such a good movie. Like yeah. it has great performances. Like um, him, it, Leo is amazing in it, convincing. Mark Ruffalo as all hell. Mark Ruffalo as the too, detective man. is so good. Mm-hmm. What's the bald dude's name? The older guy. Your oh Ben Kingsley. Yeah, he's, oh, he's amazing in that yeah. movie as well. Like oh. always. Mm-hmm. That's that, that. It is an underrated Scorsese film. Yeah, I, I I wish more people talked about that one. But there's a reason why. It's because Scorsese has made so many hits, of even course. in that decade. Yeah, you know, it's so. easy to get lost in Scorsese's filmography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, like Tarantino, like you said, yeah. 2012, Django Unchained, uh, a complete like 180 <laughs> from the roles we've seen Leo play. Not an easy role for Leo. We've seen him. <laughs> we've seen him play kind of pieces of shit. Up oh, to this point, yeah, some questionable characters, mm-hmm. yeah, like Gray, but we've never seen him play a disgusting, <laughs> nasty man <laughs> like he does in Django Unchained. Yeah, it's one of the most disgusting characters in film history. Yeah, and Leo pulled it off, mm-hmm. and that's the thing too is like. Something like Django Unchained. Okay, everyone's heard the fucking Instagram story. Did you know that at the scene where he breaks the his hand or whatever? Yeah. Like, okay, I get that's a great scene, but yeah. I think of the performance as if you mute the movie, does he still show off that villainous like attitude? And yes, 100%. he does. Because you watch scenes with him. He's got that grin. He's got that gross teeth. He's got like... Everything oh. about him. The way he dresses. The way he smokes his cigarettes. Yeah. The way he like holds it. Like like he's such a piece of shit. Yes. You know? <laughs> but he's so good at it. It's just like... I wish more actors who have played the hero role 
get a performance like that. Yeah. You know? I completely agree. Because you're not going to get that every day. Like, I want to see... I always wanted to see Tom Hanks in more villainous roles. Yeah, he you know? always plays... He plays too much of the everyday man. Yeah, the American dad, And he's fucking great at that. He's yeah. one oh, of yeah. the best American dads in film. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's it would be refreshing, even like someone like Will Smith. Will Smith, I want you to be a villain. Yeah. He's I like, agree. all right, I'll be dead shot. No, no, no. That's not a villain. Role. You know where Tom Hanks was a great villain? Elvis. Yes. Oh, my more God. More of that shit. Give us more of that. I, and look, you don't have to give like, oh, maybe he's good. Maybe he's bad. No, give us like Django Unchained. Like, no, nah, he's just a filthy, like fucking yeah. evil person. Some characters do not have to have redeeming qualities. Exactly. They could just be nasty, evil people. Yeah, man. Oh. And, and Django, yeah, it was a huge risk for Leo. I commend Leo for taking yes. that role. <laughs> because when you come up as the heartthrob pretty boy. Yeah. And and you take a role like that, it's it's definitely risky. Yeah, but it worked. It worked well, extremely yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Django Unchained came around the same time. And my all-time favorite performance from Leo. This might seem a little odd, but I don't care. Wolf of Wall Street. Fucking banger, bro. He should have won an Oscar for that. I completely agree. Oh he my god. Commanded that movie. So good. If you don't love Jordan Belfort in that movie, it doesn't work. Yeah. You have to be. You have to love him because you have to be invested in the rise. You know yeah. what I mean? Jordan Belfort, it's like the 2013's version of like Henry Hill. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, like we know you're a piece of shit, but we got to, this the, this guy has charisma. Yeah, you got to give him that riz. charisma. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> he's got riz. Because you need those scenes in contrast with the sh- scenes where he's fucking drugged and like fighting with Margot Robbie and the yeah. kids watching. And it's like, that scene's so fucked up. Yeah. But you need that. And the harsh reality is yes. he's scamming people out of all of their money. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And like, the but perf- the way he does it with so much Riz, I think about the scene, the phone call where he's like, he's like, Oh yeah. Pretending to have sex. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. So iconic, you know? Oh man. And there's so many scenes where, it's like him at the diner with everyone, and like they're always off topic. Oh, it's, it's like, amazing! And that's the thing: all nuns are lesbians. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm trying to talk. I want to make some fucking money here. The writing is so incredible. It's hilarious. And I'm sure there was a lot of improv, improv, like some, yeah, some amazing improv in that. But film. improv done right yeah. because of Marty's direction. Yes, yeah, Scorsese knows how to, you know, pull back the reins a little bit when needed, but yeah. also let the actors do their thing. Mm-hmm. I think Scorsese is one of the you best. You can't have, that. like, actors gone wild with a movie like this. you yeah. got to be like, yeah, you can say this, you can say this, Jonah Hill, but, like, fucking remember I agree. the script, yeah. By the 2010s, I think Leo was like, where the fuck is my <laughs> Oscar? Yep. What else do I have to do? Uh, you want me to freeze my ass off in the woods? <laughs> you want me to fight a bear? Fine. He does The Revenant in 2015. He gets the Oscar. Yeah. I don't even like that movie. <laughs> Same. Hot take. Nathan and I, uh, Revenant, it's okay. It's not even, who directed this? Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu? That's not yeah. even his best film. No. Birdman. And it's not Leo's best performance. No, like, it isn't. Let's keep it real. Yeah. I can name five performances that are better, in my op- opinion. Yeah. I agree, but I understood it. It was an Academy movie. I it's guess. like it's like when um it's like when Pacino won for uh what's that one called um Scent of a Woman. Yeah, it's like oh that's his 
first Oscar. Can you fucking believe? Are it? you fucking kidding me? Hoorah! Is there, Ooh, that really got the Academy, you know? Like, like not Godfather Two, like. Godfather Two, Serpico, <laughs> yeah. Scarface. Like I don't know, man. And then leave it when Al Pacino got the Oscar. He's like, you broke my streak. <laughs> and he just shrugged his shoulders. Like, yeah, DiCaprio felt the same. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, after Revenant, I feel like he just went all out. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna pick the roles. Like. Yeah, he definitely got more selective with his roles. I love Rick Dalton, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Rick Dalton is such a banger character. Mm -hmm. He's a Western star, but an insecure man. Yeah. I love everything about that character. I think Leo plays it to perfection. The scene where he goes in the trailer and famously ad-libs all that. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Burst me to yourself. God damn it. He's got like a like a little uh, what accent does he? He's got like a southern. Yeah, it's like, official, but I'm a has been. So <laughs> Brad Pitt's like, don't cry in front of the Mexicans. <laughs> Listen here, their chemistry together, love it. Once upon, I a want time more movies with them. Yeah, I, I it's, they're so good together. And then to cap off the his latest movies, don't look up what you fucking hate. Oh my god, we're gonna talk about this shit. I don't like it either. Let's let's move on. Yeah, thanks. And Killers of the Flower Moon, <laughs> yes. where he plays probably the second biggest piece of shit he's ever played yeah behind Django, uh, Django. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it also plays it to perfection arguably arguably his dumbest character he's ever played oh he definitely is dumbest I yeah. saw him and Lily Gladstone talk about it in like a variety interview and it's just like <laughs> there's a scene in remember in the movie where he's like you know I'm a, I'm a working man and then DiCaprio's like he doesn't work he does, <laughs> he's just fucking lying he doesn't like, do anything <laughs> he's a fucking dumbass he can like I tried reading the real dudes like writing and stuff and it's just like how can I study this shit, man? It's like hieroglyphics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess we'll go into questions. Yeah, let's do a couple questions before we finish off here. Okay, okay. What should we start off with? Leo and Scorsese or De Niro and Scorsese? Yeah, Leo and Scorsese and De Niro. So both of these guys, I mean, they're getting close to like the same amount of films together, I think. Like, yeah. They've done a, a lot of movies together. I got to say De Niro, though. I mean, it's, it's the time that defined Scorsese's style. Mm-hmm. It's just because he came first. He was the pioneer. And De Niro, just the iconic roles of Taxi Driver, of Goodfellas, of... um it's iconic. Like, I I, I love Wolf of Wall Street. I love Shutter. I love Gangs of New York. But all those films are great. They will never top Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. Raging Bull. I didn't Holy fuck, man. Jesus Christ, yeah. I can't, but that's just me. Um, You want to do overrated Leo film? Yeah, overrated Leo film. What's your pick? It's Romeo and Juliet. I mean... Everyone yeah. loves that film. From what I've heard, you're the first of like, Why do people few. like it? I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's kind of a butchered take on Romeo and Juliet. There's I, better versions. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see... The thing is, I could see why it did well in the, at the time, the especially 90s. playing up the Leo heartthrob yeah. uh, scenario. But, yeah, it's, it's probably his most overrated film, I'd have to say. Yeah. Um... You want to let's do director. What director would you want to see Leo work with? Hmm. I got my pick. I got my pick because uh, I, I recently read an interview with this guy. Um, Let me hear your pick. The guy who directed Top Gun Maverick Tron Legacy. Okay. Joseph Kaczynski, I believe his name is. He worked on, he's working on a film with Brad Pitt about F1 racers. Oh. Like an older F1 racer driving and shit. So I'm like, I want Leo in an action film like Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Oh. Ridley Scott. Has he done a Ridley yeah. Scott? 
Yeah, Body of Lies. Oh, fuck, he did a Body of Lies. <laughs> Watch Body of Lies. Another film that, that nobody talks about, but it fucking rules. I think he did another one with Ridley Scott, but um, that's the one I always remember from him. Body of Lies. Yeah, I got to check yeah, that one out. It's a good one. But yeah, hey, Ridley Scott. Get him on Gladiator 2. I know you guys finished filming, but... <laughs> yeah, just fucking... You never know. Reshoot some scenes, man. Have him be like some shitty emperor. I don't Real know. Real Talk Podcast demands it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do last one. Underrated Leo film. My pick is Blood Diamond, even though it reviewed well. It's not talked about enough when you talk Leo. I think it's a banger. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one. You know what? Uh, Gilbert Grape, nobody talks about as much. True. Box office-wise and stuff, nobody brings up in terms of his performance. So I'll pick that one. Cool. Yeah. Good picks. Uh, let us know your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio film in the comments. We are interested to know. Mm. Let us know his most underrated as well. Yeah. Leo's got a very interesting filmography. Obviously one of the greatest actors of all time. Mm-hmm. We'll end it off there. Thank you for watching this episode of the Real Talk Podcast. Don't forget to leave a like, comment, subscribe to your boys, check out that Patreon, mm-hmm. check out them YouTube memberships, and don't forget to take care and, and brush, brush your, your hair. hair. Peace. Peace.